Talk Radio 96.7. Yes, it is time for our weekly visit with Ask the Preacher. We get the weekend started off by asking your questions and getting some answers. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher with John Freed. Sitting in is George Locke. Yip, 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 yippee. It is Friday. I borrow that from uh, Rush Limbaugh, if you guys remember that. He used to do that all the time. I miss Rush. Anyway, welcome back to Ask the Preacher, all you beautiful people out there in Radio Land. It is great to be back in the studio. I have been away from uh, this wonderful place for a couple of weeks now, but it's great to be back in here. And uh, thank you for joining us on the program I'm not alone today. I have a special guest with me, uh, a friend, an evangelist, a prophet, Rodney Thompson. He's here today joining us all the way from the great Midwest area of the country. And St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. And we're, we're going to uh, kind of pick his brain today. He's got a great story, a, a great ministry that he's involved in. I want to take the opportunity to uh, let you folks hear about it. Uh, but this is Ask the Preacher. And you can be part of radio history. Yes, you can be live on the air with us. You can ask your question and we'll do our best to answer it uh, in a scholarly manner. You can join in at 863-682-1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com. On askthepreacher.com, you can submit your questions for uh, future episodes. We'll do our best to answer them. You can find the phone number. Uh, You can review, hear other episodes, uh, previous episodes. And today... And for the next couple of uh, days, maybe a couple of weeks, we're going to have some information about uh, Mr. Rodney and his ministry. So if you go to askthepreacher.com, you'll be able to find out a little bit more of his information. So we're going to get right into it today. And uh, Rodney, I want you to, to kind of introduce yourself. Um, I, I want to give you folks a little background story. A couple of months ago now, um, I went to Alabama and Rodney was there, and uh, he was speaking at a church, and, and this is where I first heard about the ministry that he was getting involved in or that God kind of forced upon him. I don't know if there's a— It was a, an invitation. An invitation. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But it turned into a direct command. Fair enough. Okay. And so when I was listening to him speak about this, I was just blown away by it, the the miracles and the backstory. And so we're going to try to talk a little bit about that today, yes. uh, talk about how we can pray and how we can uh, help the ministry. Uh, and and we're going to just hear some incredible testimony, some, some uh, encouraging things. I find it extremely encouraging. And so... <clears throat> If I can just be direct and say, yeah. if you got little ones listening today, we're going to do our best to um, be tactful. But the conversation is going to be somewhat tough, at least for me. I got kids, and and this yes. is a subject that it's a tough topic. Um, in Rescuing r- young in, girls who are being prostituted. Yeah, yeah, the uh, human trafficking of of anybody, but especially children. Yes. I mean, it's uh, very sensitive. I, it's probably the most prevalent crime committed nowadays, I would think, especially by probably the vast majority of people in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Just throw that out there. <laughs> and so the fact that it's happening here in, in our country, yes. it's happening here in our state, but it's also happening around the world. And mm-hmm. God's given Rodney and, and his ministry an opportunity to impact that a, situation for for the, the best, for the better, for the good. Yes. So, Rodney... Tell us a little bit. Introduce us in, into to what the ministry is and, and what exactly it is that you do. Okay. okay. Well, um, 
my name's Rodney Tom. Are we good? My name's Rodney Tom. My name's Rodney Thompson, and I'm a husband of Maria and father of Esther, Bethany, and Jacob, and uh, that's who I am. And uh, I'm an elder with Freedom Hill Community in um, St. Louis, is Chesterfield, Missouri. It's a suburb of St. Louis. So um, I've been serving there for about eight years, and I've been kind of the missions director. And we've been doing a lot of various different outreaches and missions type work. So and so not only you know within the church, but also outside the church walls. But then in this past year, um, something pretty extraordinary happened. Uh, we weren't looking for it. Um, I was um, in the midst of creating um, a web page or a Facebook page called Christ, called Christ Kingdom Evangelist Network. And, and on this page, it's really just networking people to advance the kingdom of God together. That's really all it is. But in this page, I started getting 100 to 200 hits every day. Now, you need to understand this page was started probably 12, 13 years ago. And I mean, I had nothing on there for 12 years, nothing. I mean, it was just anemic and I knew God had told me to start it. But anyway, so suddenly about a year ago, um, last year, we started getting 100 to 200 hits and follows every day. And I was like, where is this coming from? And so within that mix, we established connection with a pastor and wife team in Pakistan. Um, and they were very evangelistic, and they were going around various villages um, promoting the kingdom of heaven. They were born-again Christians. Now, Pakistan is a nation that's uh, very um, Sharia law-minded, so it's very Muslim and Islamic. And so they were doing this in the midst of all this. And so... We established a relationship with them, and um, then um, after that, we started meeting with them every Sabbath. We, we honor the Sabbath in Israel, and which is Friday night at sundown to su Saturday at sundown. And so, but we established that ministry with them, and so we started um, seeing some great things happen. We started seeing some people get healed. And, and then after a few months of that, I was uh, awoken one night about 3 a.m., and um, I walked downstairs at our little apartment where my family lives, and uh, the phone rang, and it was a lady from India that was on the phone, and I had no contacts in India. I have never been to India before, but uh, during this call, I was hesitant to answer it because you're never sure who's calling you, and uh, I heard distinctly the Lord say, answer, answer this, and so I answered it, and it was Nadu, and she has contact or access to 50 girls who were wanting she was wanting to help rescue from uh, being prostituted in various different ways um, sometimes they use them for secretarial duties or whatever in India these certain group of people and then they also use them for prostitution for sex prostitution <laughs> so and the ages of these girls was um, literally seven to eight years old up to 40 um, and um, she started taking me to meet these girls by phone video. And so he started seeing them, and we had to verbally confirm that they existed. So we had missionaries that lived in, in India. We had them go and lay eyes on them, and Nadu and, and her husband and everything. So that, that, that all of that got confirmed. And then things started happening, um, like God started showing up and started speaking to us about rescuing these girls. Um, 
we were um, having a service one Saturday, and somebody comes mm-hmm. and anonymous, anonymously gives a certain amount of money that was a large sum of money, and it was very un- out of the ordinary. Two days later, I'm talking to India, and I found out that we have access to get the girls for the exact same amount that that money was given. Wow. Wow. It's a... Folks, you're listening to Rodney, and we're talking about his ministry that uh, is rescuing girls yes. in India, saving lives, and not just rescuing them, but then discipling, discipling them, them. Yes. and restoring them yes. and giving them hope in a future. And so if you want to know more about this, I want to let you folks know that Rodney will be speaking uh, this Sunday morning at uh, Multiply Church in uh, Auburndale. So that's yes. a 3900 Lake Blue Drive, and I think it's technically Winter Haven, yes. Auburndale, but it's Multiply Church. So he'll be there this Sunday and then uh, tomorrow. 10.30. Okay, Sunday at 10.30. Right on, right on. Rodney, I, I want you to tell us, a little teaser just before we go to the break, I want you to tell us about the vision about the house yes. and that phone call, because that was, to me, that blew my mind. So folks, if you want to hear something amazing and hear a real-life miracle yes. that, that happened about this, Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. If you have a question or you want to join in on the conversation, 863-682-1430. Don't be sad. We'll be back in just a few moments. But now let's get back to more of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Sitting in for John Freed is George Locke. Welcome back to the program. You survived the break, and now you're listening to Ask the Preacher. And you can join in on the conversation, 863-682-1430. In studio, we have a very dear friend of mine, a man who I greatly admire and love. Don't cry. Hang in there. Uh, Mr. Rodney Thompson. And I just want to remind you folks, you can join in on the conversation, but I want you to hear the the miracle uh, of of what's happening and how God is utilizing uh, this ministry to, to rescue women and girls and and restoring them and bringing them hope in a future and not just taking them out of a bad situation, but really giving them an eternal hope, which I think is amazing. So you can join in on the conversation or you can ask a question and we will do our best to answer it in a very biblical scholar way. But uh, I want to get right back into it. Just before the break, I I asked Rodney to share the story about the house. And and so I'll kind of set it up. You're in the midst of rescuing these girls. Yes. And, and, and confirming that, you know, we feel comfortable sending this great amount of money, you know. And and, and the money is not to, you're not buying no, these we're girls. No, we're, we're paying a ransom. You, that's, man, if that isn't biblical. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Jesus being traded for a, a, a ransom to set us Come free. And, and, you know, my favorite song, I talk about this all the time on the program, is the, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And yeah. As Christ died to make men holy, let us die to set them free. And, yeah. and as Christ was uh, held ransom, you are literally using these tools to rescue girls. And so after you rescue these girls or in the midst of rescuing yes. it, you get a pretty interesting phone call. So I, w- I want you to share that. Well, at the time, you know, they were in a certain city in India, and we had to bus them out of the city to another place. And we were searching for a house that we could disciple them. Because if you're going to rescue them, what do you do? You just release them back on the street and they go back to what they're doing, or you try to keep them and disciple right. them. And right, so right. We, we were looking for a house. And so our contacts in India were going around. They had about four or five different houses they had already looked at, and we didn't know what to do. So we, we had limited funds. 
And so I get a call from Florida, a pastor named David Roy. He's a really good friend of mine at Beta Baptist in, a, in southern Alabama. And um, he calls me one afternoon. It was about 2 o'clock in Kansas City at the time. And he says, uh, Rodney, I was praying for India ministry. And I, I think this may have something to do with the house you're supposed to get. And I go, really? And he said, yeah, I saw while I was praying a house with a palm tree and there was this yellow gate structure around this compound of this house. And I go, okay, well, let me text um, our contacts in India and see what, you know, what it is, um, if, they, if this helps them in any way. So I immediately te- text our contacts in India, and they respond immediately, this is a miracle, this is a miracle. And they go, we were looking, the biggest house that we were looking at had a palm tree with a yellow gate structure and a compound wall around it. And it's a lot bigger than we could afford. And it was totally prophetic confirmation that God was saying, get this house. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, the amount of money to rescue the girls was the exact amount given two days before we knew the amount. And when I received that amount, when I was talking to the contacts in India about, you know, how much is it going to cost to get these girls? They said they want this amount of money. I heard distinctly the Lord speaking in my ear, you get my girls. That was where the commandment came in. At first, it was a real invitation into the heart of God and rescuing girls. But then it became a real heartfelt commandment. I felt the emotions of God, how he was zealous for these girls. He wanted these girls to be rescued. Wow, wow. And so this uh, that story just, uh, it's Great to know. Sometimes we think that God is so distant, but he's uh, not. No, he's not. He is so interested. You yes. Know, before we were uh, yes. on the program, we were talking about this. He's so interested yes. in what we're doing, and he's moving still today, and, and that's yes. amazing. And one thing, if correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but I, I believe I remember you saying that right now the ministry has rescued 50 girls. Yes. But this house is big enough for more. For more. Yes. And that is another thing that just blows my mind because that is so like God. Yes. He doesn't just rescue us and then leave us. He doesn't just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, let us sit on our blessed assurance and wait for heaven. He doesn't just give us the minimum. That's right. He makes our cup runneth over. He mm-hmm. gives us more than enough. And it's amazing mm-hmm. that at this point, you've been able to rescue and are discipling 50 lives. Yes. But there's more to come. Yes. There's more to come. And yes. that is exciting. Mm-hmm. And and it just blows my mind that three o'clock in the morning, you get a call from, from India. India. And you, you have no contacts. It's just, no it, 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 it goes to remind me and I hope remind all of us to, to be open to the call of God. Yes. And, you know, it, it, the whole like Samuel, being available. Yeah. Yeah. Be here available. am I, Lord. Here am I. Phone call and me. I <laughs> have a yes in my heart, you know? So now that you're uh, rescued these girls, you're in the midst of discipling. Can can you tell us what that's like? How does the process of, okay, you, you got these girls rescued. You have them at the house. Now what are the challenges that they face? What's the next step? In the beginning, the challenges was because of the miracles that were happening to these girls during our meetings. We would pray for people and people were getting healed. The community was wanting to come in and join wow. the meetings. And so we had people more than we could feed. And everybody's hungry, there's severe poverty. 
So we literally had to condense the meeting to the 50 girls. We got to get these girls taken care of. So that was a challenge right there. Um, and then another challenge has been the hospital bills. Um, we had Three of the girls were pregnant um, when we rescued them, and all three now have given birth. And two of them got extremely sick during the birth, and they had to go to the hospital, which has added an extra $21,000 of debt um, that we are trying to pay for because of uh, helping these girls. Um, that's not counting the monthly charge of that we have for the rent, uh, the hygiene, and the groceries for 53 now girls. Um, that's another challenge has been the hospital bills, the unexpected cost. And it's really tested our faith um, as far as I claim to be someone in, in really big faith, but when you're faced with something larger than you, and it's like, God, you have to be real or I'm wasting my time. It's futile. I'm mm-hmm. wasting my time. I don't even need to try to do this unless you're real. That has to be something I have wrestled with, and I am now fully convinced God's real. That produces a faith where I will go and seek and expect the unexpected miracles to happen. It's uh, really neat that the community, just seeing the rescuing yes. and, and seeing the miracles, that uh, it's reaching them without I guess you'd call it the deliberate intention of wanting to reach them. I mean, it was a byproduct of of just God moving. And they actually came in one meeting, and about 30 had a measure of healing that happened during our meeting. And they went back and told more. Wow. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Folks, we have to take a hard break. I know. I know. You want to keep listening, so do I. But we're going to talk more about this and and find out more the, the story of Rodney and his ministry and how God's moving still today. When we come back, you can join in on the conversation, 863-682-1430. We'll see you in just a few moments. Second half of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program begins now. Ask the Preacher, your chance to have your Bible questions answered, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Sitting in for John Freed this afternoon is George Locke. Welcome back to the program, all you beautiful people out there in Radio Land. So you're asking yourself, well, how do I get my questions answered by the host of Ask the Preacher? Well, there's two ways you can do that. Way number one is call in, join in on the conversation, 863-682-1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com. And on askthepreacher.com, you can submit your questions and we'll do our best to answer them on follow-up episodes of the radio program. But uh, I want you to go there today because you will be able to uh, see some information about our guest in studio today, Mr. Rodney, and uh, find out more about his ministry. And just as a reminder, you can visit Multiply Church this Sunday at 10 a.m. or 10.30 a.m., which is it 10 or 10? 10.30, I think. 10.30, Multiply. Just show up at 10. Yeah, show up at 10. Show up a little early. 10 o'clock a.m. this Sunday at Multiply Church. Uh, that's in Winterhaven, 3900 Lake Blue Drive, Winterhaven, Multiply Church. And and hear from this evangelist uh, who is doing some great work. And, and we're talking off air, folks, a little inside baseball for you. And he was telling me some of these miracles that I had previously heard from him. But, man, it's just it, – it is um, – 
a lot of times we read the Bible and we think, wow, look at all these great miracles, people rising from the dead and, you know, donkeys talking and axe heads floating and all this. But you don't realize sometimes it was 400 years between miracles. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there were these gaps in, in the supernatural. So it's amazing to hear that even in this ministry that God invited you to, mm -hmm. there's been a dozen Two dozen, eight dozen, I don't know how many, but just There's, miracles upon miracles upon miracles. There has. And and so I want to kind of talk about that a little bit more and, and, and really talk about the organic, uncentralized planning, um, which is a miracle in and of itself. Right now, we got a caller on the line. John, welcome to Ask the Preacher. What's up? What's up? Hey, George. John Creed here. Um, sorry, I can't join you guys in the studio, but I was uh, listening to this first little bit. And so, uh, Rodney, I, uh, I would have loved to have met you in person, but at least I get to say hi to you over the phone. And uh, I just, just, I'm impressed to hear what's going on. And so I'm really glad you were able to be on the, the program today. And uh, George, thanks for, thanks for covering filling in. I, um, I, I do, uh, I love what you were saying just a moment ago, George, about how in the Bible we, we tend to read miracle after miracle after miracle, and we don't realize that sometimes there's significant spaces in between. And if you consider that, and you look at today and what is happening all over the world, um, there are more miracles happening in closer proximity geographically and uh, time-wise every day and so yep. it's it's as if time is wrapping up and god is accelerating things um and so you know if, if somebody's not careful they, they tend to might tend to look and say you know i just don't see god doing very much well i don't mean to be rude but they just got you just got to open your eyes uh and, and when you can see what god's doing like for instance rodney in, in your ministry uh, miracle after after miracle um, in, a, in a short span of time, in one location of the earth. And I, I love what you're doing, but the reality is you're not the only one doing it. There's people right. all over the, the, the world that are doing it as they well. Are. And it, it's incredible to mm -hmm. see uh, what God is doing. And I just want to say kudos to you, and uh, I don't really intend to stay on with you guys for very long. I just wanted to say uh, thank you. you, and thanks for being on the program. I, I hope it's uh, beneficial to your ministry and to our uh, local community. So, uh, George, I know you've already said it, but please make sure you say it many times over, how people can uh, maybe send funds and support Rodney and what he's doing. Fair enough. Well, John, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you for your kind words and, and your uh, guidance on that. Folks, if you want to get involved, easiest way is askthepreacher.com. Mm -hmm. Right on askthepreacher.com, we have links to Freedom Hill Community mm -hmm. so that you can connect with Rodney and his ministry. You can also go to freedomhillcommunity.com. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's on the there webpage, freedomhillcommunity.com, and you can go to our give option, and there you have many different options and videos you can look at. Right on, right on. So, uh, you know, John mentioned just a moment ago that you're not the only one doing this, and, and yes. there are miracles. But what I love about this ministry mm -hmm. is the... I'm trying to find a way to articulate it clearly. It's not like this was centrally planned, like you, you've had this vision for 20 or 30 years kind of a thing. God literally invited you into this, and, and now it's this, it's a worn-out word, but this grassroots, it's this uh, decentralized. Well, I, I like to say it this way, and it's as honest a description as I can. Is If I was sitting in front of a computer trying to strategize how to rescue 50 girls in India, I would have never come up with this route. 
never. It was literally the door opened and it was an invitation and we just walked through it. So the whole ministry has been about us following God into his invitation for our lives. And and there's other people rescuing girls. God bless them in different ways. And I don't have any problem with what they're doing. But this wasn't the way that God invited us to do what he wanted us to do. Uh, not only are people being healed and discipled, but yes. people are having visions. Yes. And the people that you're discipling are in turn becoming ministers and spreading the gospel and continuing the, to to not just sit on blessed assurance and right. on being rescued, but they're actively being involved in the kingdom of God. Tell us about that. We, the, we, the, the foundation of the teachings we're doing is these 50 girls, according to God and what we've received, are women at the well. They have received and are drinking the water of life in their lives, and he's meeting them at the water of life. And he's actually building them up, and then he's going to send them out into their various villages so that they'll be spokesmen for him. So right now we have a series of women teachers teaching them, not men, women, so that they'll be inspired to gather their voice for God. We're trying to disciple them into gaining their voice and because they've been taught their whole lives they have no voice. And these women are women at the well who will go into their villages and the whole village will believe what they say because he told them everything about so, their lives. So tell me about the... Uh, the girl? The, the uh, well, the, I'm, I'm, the jungle vision, Okay, for, for lack of a better term. Well, our leader there, um, she had a dream one night that she was supposed to go into Orissa and and preach the gospel. And that's a that's a jungle very, town, That's right? a jungle town north of where the girls are at. So she had to take a bus. These people don't have cars, so they either had to walk or take a bus. And so it's very... Few hours bus ride, and it's and it's very, very, very hostile to the gospel. So it's dangerous to her health. Mm-hmm. But she said, "You're, I'm supposed to go, and you're going to preach." So she ends up getting in the jungle, and then one morning at 5 a.m., I get a call, Pastor, Pastor, I'm here, I'm here, and I see on the videos on a phone video call, I see these natives, and they're dressed like a Johnny Wise Miller Tarzan movie. And I mean, literally, and I'm like going, wow. And so I started preaching a message. And as I was preaching, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I'm going to appear. And I went. So I asked the whole people to close their eyes and wait. And so they closed their eyes. And as we were waiting, I said, has anybody seen anything? There's one lady in the back. It was an older lady, raised her hand. I said, what did you see? And she said, I saw white light and a man dressed in white. And I said, you need to follow him and not me. Because guess what? When we leave, I'm leaving, but he stays. See, I was presenting a living God to her, a living God. I wasn't, I'm not God. I'm sitting here introducing her to someone who's living. And when she was walking up, the greatest news I've ever heard was Yeshua whispered in my ear, she does not have to understand me to follow me. And do you know that in the past six months since that's happened, that happened six months ago, she has now planted three churches in Orissa, and they're meeting in the trees. And and I was like, what does that mean, meeting in the trees? I found out in Orissa there's these huge trees that these limbs come out where people climb up and they sit on these big limbs away from the animals, and they have these meetings. And that's So that's what's happening there. Well, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I know. I didn't either. I didn't either. When they said they're meeting in the trees, I was like, that's crazy. What does that mean? Wow. Wow. And I love 
the the fact that he is a living God. And, really and that living. word is amazing because it reminds me of other miracles that are kind of happening around the world. We hear, uh, I think there's this ministry called Acts 17 where they pray mm-hmm. for Muslims and Muslims uh, yes. have visions and dreams and, yes. and Jesus reveals himself and, and he's not just, you know, a, a prophet, but he is God. He He's the he one is. true living God. And, and so that's amazing uh, that those kinds of things happen. If you could tell us one more miracle, and then I want to kind of talk about the future of the ministry and what's happening and, and what's going on there. But um, real quick, yes. t- tell us about Deepu. Deepu was a young girl. She was about 12, and I'm going to have to watch my language here. She had been um, she had been prostituted, and she had physical damage to her midsection parts of a woman, and uh, she couldn't control her urine, so she had, a, um, a, had to wear a diaper. And because her urinary tract had been torn. And so it was literally kind of difficult to help her pull in the heartstrings. But she got really sick. It's really sick. And so she was in the hospital and her, her blood got septic and she started getting infections. So she was dying. And, and the doc, our, we have a medical team that's led by a medical doctor that was saying, hey, by evidence, she's going to need to go to a hospice where she can either die peacefully or God will heal her. And Matt Hoffman, who is one of our elders, had a dream of her one night, have, of her actually with her husband dancing with her children. It touches my heart when I see it. Two weeks later, she was out of the hospital, and she was back at the house, and now she's playing with her friends. And I believe 100% that vision was from God, and it's going to come true. And I've been telling her, you're going to be the mother of many. We've been prophesying over that. Wow. And that she's going to have a fruitful how old is she? She's probably 12. 12 years old. Wow. And, you know, that, that I love that story. And here's why I love it. Because, I'm, again, I'm kind of a nerd. But <laughs> her blood was poisoned. Yes. And mm. God healed her blood. Amen. And restored her. And she was destined for death. That's right. By all accounts. That's right. But the living God gave her life. And, man, if that's not what he does for us, our blood is poisoned and we need new blood. All of his blood that was poured out on the cross covers us, takes us from death. He's a living God, wants us to be active in his kingdom and present people with the living God. So, folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. Uh, I want to remind you that Rodney's going to be at the House of Prayer tomorrow from 1 to 4. Continue covering House of Prayer. Continue covering House of Prayer. So we'll talk about that and the future of his ministry when we come back from the break. See you in just a few moments. Fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher starts right now, and we're talking with uh, George Locke. Welcome back to the program, folks. Hey, just a reminder that you can, uh, we're talking to our special guest, Rodney, here, and uh, the, the miracles in the ministry are unbelievable. But you can learn more, and you can catch him uh, this weekend. Tomorrow, he'll be at Continued Covering House of Prayer uh, at Multiply Church in Auburndale slash Winter Haven. On Sunday. And at, Sunday you'll be... Uh, continue covering. I mean, um, at the um, At the church. church, right. So tomorrow, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, continued covering House of Prayer, which yes. is behind or at Multiply Church. Yes, it is. And then Sunday at 10 a.m., you'll be speaking at Multiply, Multiply Church. Multiply Church, yes. Right on, right on. You can also catch uh, his information at freedomhillcommunity.com or go to askthepreacher.com yes. and find links to his Facebook and, and uh, website there. And uh, man, if you did not hear the first three uh, segments of the show, please, please go back and listen to it because the, the miracles are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I think they're uh, invigorating, they're they're uh, encouraging, mm-hmm. they're exciting to hear. 
But what I, being a nerd, being a person who helps organizations and all that, I, I like to hear the what I think is the greatest miracle about this ministry. It's the organicness of it. It is the planned by God, not planned by man yes. uh, kind of mode. And so I, I want you to maybe tell us a little bit more about that and also tell us the future. What's, what's the plan going forward? Now that we have girls rescued, now that we're discipling them, what's the plan? Well, like the first part is, is following something that doesn't have an outline to it. Um, it takes faith. Um, I think faith is um, when we do things for God, when he's inviting us into something, is we're, we're walking with a living God. It's, it's, he's Emmanuel, God with us, not God off into the stars. He's here with me like you mm-hmm. and me are here with me. Yeah. And, and, and I can hear him. He can guide me. He can suggest, and, and, and we can walk, and I can obey him um, and do what he wants. And so, but it, it takes a little bit of a um, faith walk to be able to do that, um, especially when money's involved. When you start adding the component of money, um, it challenges the faith. And that's where the prophetic confirmations come so valuable, that despite the risk of losing money, of being robbed, because we're dealing with unethical people, um, I had so much confirmation that God was asking us to do this, prophetic confirmation, that I was convinced we need to do it, and that despite the risk, we did it anyway. And um, and so and there were risks, and so but we had so much prophetic confirmation that God was wanting us to do this. Right on, right on. So uh, you said following God, and and off the air, folks, a little more inside baseball for you. We were we were kind of talking about this, and it it really struck me something. You know, just one of those little revelations. You know, following it's it's not God will necessarily give you a plan, or that He even necessarily wants you to create a plan. Following is he's leading. He's already gone before you. He's already ahead of you. Just follow. How, how does a, a child follow their parents in the grocery store? I would like to know because my kids don't follow me. Well, so. no, I'm just kidding. I mean, for real, most kids, <laughs> I would just say uh, other than mine or yours, mine are running around climbing the aisles. Yeah. But, uh, but most kids walk behind their parents looking down at the floor playing, and they're not worried about anything. Right. They're just following yeah. them. And, and, and that's a measure of trust. They trust their parents. And, and I think if we need to get to where we trust his leadership, which is different than believing in his leadership. Wow. Trust his leadership, which is different than believing in his leadership. Yes. That's pretty profound. That's deep. I'm going to have to chew on that one for uh, a couple of that, years. That's... $20, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what what is the? I, I understand the we're 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 following. We're trusting his yes. leadership. Are there any um, current plans that he's revealed to you for the future yes. with, with India? Basically, as we've been faithful with the fifty that we have, there'll mm-hmm. be more girls available. So our goal right now is to get financially these girls stable um, with their health, um, with their heart healing with their discipleship, uh, with their ability to take care of themselves, which is difficult in uh, th- you know nations like India. There's not a whole lot of entrepreneurial opportunities uh, for someone from the lower caste system. So, um, so basically being faithful with what we have and get it stable. And then once that's stable, that, like I said, the house is big enough for more girls, there's more girls to rescue. 
and there's more people to reach, and there's more people to disciple. That's what we're called to, to disciple the nation, not make converts. Wow. And that, I love that, the discipleship, and we're already seeing it yes. in, in play, in reality. Yes. It's actually, not, it's only, happening. not only are the, the girls who you rescued being discipled, but now uh, people who weren't involved in that initial rescue, these Folks uh, in, in the jungles are, seeing are, are encountering the living God. Yes. Folks, I want to remind you, you can connect with uh, Evangelist Rodney at Continued Covering House of Prayer tomorrow between uh, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Continued Covering House of Prayer. Uh, you can also find him at Multiply Church this Sunday at uh, 10 30 a.m. and then he'll be leaving the great state of Florida, I believe. Right. Head back so to Missouri. This is your only uh, chance to connect with him. We missed you. I missed you. I haven't been here in a while. Thanks for joining in on the conversation. Folks, catch us online at believersfellowship.com. Join us, not this Sunday, because this Sunday you're going to be at Multiply Church, but next Sunday we invite you to join us at Believers Fellowship, either at believersfellowship.com or join us in person. Be blessed and trust Jesus' leadership. There you go.